Welcome to Real 45 with Stefan and Greg Hancock. We vibe out and have real talk, so tune in and check this out, yeah. Today is a new day, let's seize it now and get hyped. We talking about our careers, our family, and just life, yeah. Share my story with you, inspiration like every day. Real 45, we gon' keep it live, I keep episodes on replay, Hey, Real 45, yeah, Real 45, show them how we do it, man, yeah. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to the Real 45 Podcast in episode number 14, brought to you in partnership with our good friends at Titans of Dirt. We encourage you guys to check out their Facebook page and their social media. Follow them, like them, Titans of Dirt. They've got some exciting projects coming in 2018, so check it out. We're stoked to have them with us and uh, joining us for these podcasts. I'm Greg Hancock with my partner in crime, as I keep calling him, but I don't know if he's a partner in crime, but he's a partner. Stefan, Janelle? Yay. Hey, welcome to the Real 45 broadcast. Thank you. I'm not not into crime yet, but (laughs) you never know what happens in the future. (laughs) Well, you, you know, one of our episodes recently, you said something about being a judo professional. So was there crime involved that got you into judo or... Can we talk about that in another episode? (laughs) As long as you promise to bring it back up. I will. (laughs) Otherwise, I will bring it up. Because I think my brother brought up some stuff, too. Oh, yeah, that was cool. How rad was that? Yeah. He told a pretty cool story and, you know, a lot of stuff about him that a lot of people don't know. First of all, people didn't know I had a brother, I think. No, and I thought that you guys were going to cry and started to hug each other in the middle of the the podcast here. Yeah, but instead you started crying and hugging me. Yeah. So I was coming, <laughs> he did end up with a big hug. Really odd. Yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding. We did hug, though. We did. Yeah. Because well, we said we were going to hug, so we have to do that. Otherwise, yeah. then we're all guilty. And <laughs> it is what it is. But Everything is true. Live. Raw. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's real. Yeah. So today's a, another rad episode, and we're taking advantage of Stefan being here in, in California. He's only got just over... Ooh, 40 hours. Yeah, 48 hours. Not even that. No, less. 40, uh, yeah. You're probably in the 30s now. No. Left. <laughs> yeah, and he's leaving, but we're uh, stoked because we're sitting in the comforts of, of uh, the real sissy, Damn. sissy's house. <laughs> so, who, like, you can be, you know, you're learning a lot of words while you're here in Sweden. I yeah. mean, in California. New American words, which we're not going to bring up again now, but no. you're learning the definitions of lots of new words. And sissy, mm-hmm. like, that's my sister. My sister's my sis. We called her sis. We call her sissy. She's sissy to all the grandkids and the nephews and and things like that that are running around from, from different parts of our family. But you can also be a sissy. Like? Like you. Like a, a little... <laughs> I think you guys are both kind of whipping out right now. I got the sissy moment when you're talking about hugging each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sissy thing. <laughs> awkward. That was very awkward. Yeah. I've been called a sissy numerous times. <laughs> okay, so let, let, let's see who is the, the real sissy. The real sissy. Yo. <laughs> this is my sis. This is Sissy Hancock. Carrie Hancock. Hey, boys. That's the alias. We seem to be doing a lot of AKAs right now. So this is Sissy, a.k.a. Carrie Hancock. Okay, that's yeah. all I know for AKAs for me. Sissy. Sissy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't go by too many names, but Sissy's been one of them. Well, we can ask those questions by, you know, to your kids or maybe to, uh, 
to Tony or something. I think Tony's close by, so he might have thrown in a word or two. <laughs> yeah. I got back up. <laughs> Good okay, happen. now. Cat, got your tongue. My mic's on. <laughs> Don't go back to the cats again, because all kinds of stuff comes out when we start talking about cats. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. So we're going to leave it like that. A little so. raunchiness on the last episode. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, maybe. It's all good. It's all good. Keep it in the family. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) But welcome to our Real 45 podcast, Izzy. Pleasure to be here. Been a little nervous about this day, but that's okay. We'll roll with it. You should be. I know. I was forewarned. You don't need to be nervous about what I'm going to say. It's more what Stefan's going to say. (laughs) Because he comes out with raunchy stuff. I don't think I can make eye contact. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and he's he's a Swede, too, and he's got like a, there's a Viking way that they look at you, and just stuff comes out, and you don't even realize it, and you're like trying to stop it. So that's the only reason why you asked Tony to sit with you, huh? Because you wanted protection. No, I got that vibe when I offered him an Ikea cinnamon roll. Oh, I got the real thing. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. But was that really? an Ikea cinnamon roll? It really was. Was it? It really was. I don't think that we can buy them like that in Sweden. No? No, but it it was a cinnamon roll. That's an Ikea Swedish cinnamon roll with a California twist. Yeah, it had its (laughs) crossing. Frosting. Frosting, yeah. yeah. That's that's what's jacked up about you guys, because in Sweden you flat pack everything, and we don't. We just... Bump them up. Yeah, <laughs> big things with a lot of them. Of course, it's American. It's the American way, exactly. You order a big old cheeseburger with a diet Bump Coke. So you had real nice, healthy cinnamon rolls in Sweden, and we had to throw the icing on the top. It's not healthy. <laughs> I can promise you that. <laughs> it's very healthy. It was good, right? Yeah, it was good. It was really good. And I got a cup of coffee, too. Nice. Yeah. Good. Good hospitality. So you're, you're the youngest in the family. I am the baby. Save the best for last. I know that uh, one of the podcasts we talked about, or you guys talked about, Mom threw out there that Greg was, was the only the one that only was planned. Plan. That's right. <laughs> but she saved the best Don't for last. Right. <laughs> of course. See, she's always, I told you she's always got a comeback. Yeah. <laughs> she's ready for everything. I'm trying. I've been listening just to make sure when I got questions asked, I had answers. <laughs> That's good. So... You could have been twins almost. It's like one and a half years only between you guys. Yeah. And sometimes it... I mean, I think growing up too. (laughs) Well, in age. close, isn't it? In age. You got to talk to mom and dad about that closeness thing, but... (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I think growing up, yeah, for sure, we were really close. And it didn't hit me until the first year Greg went to England how close you really are. You get to someone that... All of a sudden, they're not there on a daily basis, and that's when I realized I was like, "Whoa, like this person's, you know, not here now." But um, being close in age, we fought a lot growing up. You did, because mm-hmm. because Greg and Dave said that they were so mean to me. Oh, be careful when you say Greg and Dave said because I <laughs> did no, Dave. I'm setting this Dave up said. just Dave for. Said. I wish there was an actual reaction that you guys could see when I threw that out there because that was good no they they were good to me they were really good to me there were times for sure we fought like every family and kids do Mm -hmm. for sure but they would sit on top of me and give me you know nudies no (laughs) what's it pink belly or whatever or when you poke them in the chest what'd you call that yeah what was that called it's a movie okay all right yeah you did something where you like tapped them on the yeah yeah it hurts yeah yeah they did they did no we didn't they did don't blame 
They, I don't know why. We, I was, might, we might have sat on her pinned her down, but someone, one of our friends probably did that to her. Oh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> you had to try it on someone. There's, <laughs> yeah, there's some, some really good memories. No, you know what my sister said. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. I can put up with a lot. And she's got a pockle on her chest. Oh. Pockle. 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 Is yeah. that pockle? Please pukkel. tell me what pukkel. that is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's a limp, limp lump. It's like a lump, like you get like a, a lump. Oh, she's got a lump on her chest. <laughs> Two. <laughs> here, we, here we go back to that episode. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, a so. is kind of like a lump if you get like a lump on your... Yeah, like a monkey know, bite kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like all right. no. Okay, all right. We'll go with that. So we'll do that. We'll anyway. go with that. But it's funny you said that because <clears throat> Stefan had mentioned to me when we were talking about uh, different things and he was asking questions about you. And that was actually a question you asked about what it was like when I left. Maybe we're jumping up ahead of Ex- a little yeah. bit, but uh, I mean, yeah, you, she went straight into it. I did, Ex- but we can, we can go, went, we yeah. can lead up to it. We can do if that. If you want. Cause, yeah, because when he went to England, how how was it? I mean, did you um, believe that she was It took a lot of years to get, and I don't want to say over saying goodbye, because those goodbyes were really hard in the very beginning. Um, you now start she's like later, dude. Yeah, right. <laughs> you need a ride to the airport. Nope. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, I mean it, it's like I said, it was it was very hard in the beginning because you feel like a part of your life is, I guess, growing up. And Greg's talked about this a lot too in the podcast. Where going to the racetrack, I was more the follower, and that part of my life was almost like I didn't have a purpose anymore to go to Speedway or to go to, you know, watch Speedway. So mm-hmm. not that it was a bad thing, but it was just more or less, like I said, you know, that, that part of your life where, I mean, we were so busy always with racing that, okay, so now I need to kind of find me. And which was, it was great. It was, everything was good, but it it, t- it takes a toll a little bit emotionally when you're, you know, you have someone so close to you, but for sure it was hard. Cool. What was the, what did you miss the most? I <laughs> miss it. <laughs> right. Um, uh, no, I think, bit older yeah. <laughs> I think just the consistency of life, you know, I, I, again, you t- I, I listen to so many of the past podcasts that you talk with mom, you talk about growing up and our way of life that everything all of a sudden changed. You're, you know, like I said, you know, three, four nights of racing. Don't blame it on me. That, you know, you would go and do, and we were always together. I mean, even if I didn't go with him to the races, I was at the races and he was the reason why we were there. But to now have that kind of purpose and routine it was it was kind of shocking, for sure. Yeah, that's true. It was quite the routine <clears throat> for a lot of years when Speedway was still big here too. You know, like at that, I shouldn't say it's 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 not in the state that it was today. It's not the yeah. same as it was back then. But we were racing three, four nights a week: mm-hmm. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the oh. yeah, odd Sunday, depending on the schedule. So it was, was so a much a part of my life and I don't know how much Greg remembers of all of this but like I think back in he would more or less in the high school days when he worked and he raced and went to school 
I would wash his truck for him. I would wash his leathers for him. I would run to Cirillo's and get parts for him, you know, whatever. And I had my people. He did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did. You had, you had your, you had these people. <laughs> no, no, I'll joke on the side. I have to say, I, just, I can't not say it. It's just. It's, you know, you kind of stop that routine and it's like, what do you do with your life now? But like I said, that's when I had to kind of come into me and figure out what I was going to do. But She was probably doing my homework for me, too. <laughs> probably. Yes, I think she was probably. <laughs> but this is kind of cool. I never who, did that, who, though. Did you find out who you was then? Or did it take I'm a while still finding out who I am. <laughs> I mean, you, you still... Be like that you're too, still right? learning. But, I mean, I know that that is, was, and always will be a big part of me. Speedway, racing. Greg's career is, I mean, I wouldn't have had my kids if it wasn't for Speedway, meeting the people that you meet, you know? I mean, it's just crazy how it all kind of molds together and the puzzle fits together later on in life. And Mm -hmm. I mean, now look, I'm Mm -hmm. with Tony and that's because of Speedway, you know? It's, It's crazy how one thing can be such a prevalent thing in your life to mold and come together so well, what, what was the first thing you did when you went to England and then you had to oh do something gosh. for yourself for the so you were maybe not 17 18 when I went to England okay but you're, yeah so I, I would have been 17 still yeah. going to high school my last year of high school then um, just school I mean and then like I said I still had friends I had my little entourage of people that I hung out with and you know it's still go to speed but it was different yeah Mm -hmm. we always had such a core group of people that we hung out with and um it was still the speedway scene but it wasn't the same you know I mean it's like now when I go to the races people ask how Greg is you go then back I'm still here (laughs) exactly and sometimes I I say that when we go to the races I'm like I just want to put a hoodie on and go watch Speedway because people see you and they stop you and ask you and I mean not that it's a bad thing but it's you know it's kind of like you just want to go and enjoy well and she was also I mean to go dig deep she also promoted some races for a while herself Mm -hmm. for a period so she was quite heavily involved in doing some some speedway stuff on the side huh so there was i was always either you know helping at the back gate help sell tickets you know whatever somebody asked for me to do and then 2010 is when i got into promoting at paris and promoted a few races it was the very first um winter series that we had there it was huge it i Seriously, have to pat myself on the back for that one. That was a really big one, really fun. A lot of work, but such a great turnout. And we just went this last year, you know, when you guys came home. And I just had, like, a deja vu moment being there. I'm like, I I was the one who started this, like, whole thing. And it was really cool kind of feeling. And Steve Evans was even saying, he goes, no, this we took your your deal and roll with it. You know, you you started it, and it turned big because I mean we don't get that many opportunities here to hold winter races because the weather's so unpredictable and excuse me like you your off season is a time when people want to take a break and so it takes a lot to organize ask people and make everything happen and that race was one that was really hard because it was an invitational Mm -hmm. so you can only invite so many riders and you piss off a lot of people 
and you can't make everybody happy, but yet, you know, you're trying to put this whole thing together. And then my big real reason why I wanted to do Paris was because your third and your second division riders are the ones that go unnoticed. And so I really wanted to put focus on them. I still invited or allowed, you know, the first division guys to come and ride, but there was no purse for them. So I literally had the purse for the third and the second division guys because I felt like... So the purse is like the prize money. Correct. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So I made it so they got paid back and not the first division guys because, like I said, it's there's so many times when these up-and-coming riders or these guys that have been doing it for years and years and years don't get the recognition or that feeling of they're going home with something in their pocket. Uh-huh. So it's kind of, I took a little twist on it, you know, more for, it's like, you know, having the junior nationals, the kids want to have their day. The second and third division guys want to have their moment of glory. So it was really cool, you know, experience and Aaron Fox, but a lot of ideas into it as well. So I had a good group of people around me at the time to really bring out some ideas and it, it was fun. It was fun. It was a lot of work, though. Yeah, and then, yeah that's right. It was Aaron with the group of guys there, too, between Aaron and Mikey and yeah. Brad. And your we had son. the little PFM was, gang. Of, yeah, they had their... This is her son, Brad, and then this Aaron Fox. Everybody knows who Aaron Fox is. You met him at Supercross, too. Mm-hmm. Oh. And the guy that was the national champion, too, from Costa Mesa. We met oh, him yeah. a couple times on the way, yeah. anyway. Yeah. So that was him, and then it was also Mikey. And it's kind of a cool group of guys that yeah. were, that are uh, they're still all around. They're still kind of a network of dudes, but everyone's going through life now and going we their like different the ways. Little rascals of a speedway. Yeah. yeah so it was, <laughs> it, yeah, exactly. Totally. And then Sandlot. You had, and then Freddie and then yeah. uh, Freddie and Donna. Freddie from, and Donna. Yeah, they were awesome. Paris, they were the, awesome. The guys who owned the track at Paris, where she was promoting. Donna actually was the one who sold me my house. So small world, like just all these little things that come to play in in your life, and then next thing you know, she's like, "So let's go have lunch and talk about this speedway thing." I thought, oh boy, what am I getting into? And lo and behold, they were they were way excited about it. They were really excited about it. So, but it lasted for about a year, and then um, Brad had a little bit of an accident racing. And once he said he was done, I was done. Oh. I did it kind of. How many of, races did you front, do out there? I think I did maybe six in a year's time. Only because only because I could get, I only got the winter series because I can't go up against Brad Oxley, yeah. at Costa Mesa. I can't go up against industry. I can't go up, you know, against these guys who already have their set schedules. You know, Fast Fridays, Nationals, things like that. And your typical they're you know, already established. Yeah, exactly. They have their dates already throughout the course of a normal season. Right. So. Um, it's kind of like taking the last of what's left of the cookie jar and trying to roll with it. But and, and then even Mother Nature, unpredictable. We have a great date going. Everything's set. Your advertising's going. And all of a sudden, you got rain. You're going, oh, man, no. Everyone's going like, what? I've been here like almost two weeks now. <laughs> yeah. And we're getting the first slight yeah. drop of rain today. Today of all days. Gorgeous. What do you mean? And they want to go to Disneyland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's there's a lot that went on in um, about a year and a half that I was very busy. A lot of different things happening in my life, plus taking on the promotions and raising kids and piece of cake for yeah. Talking about kids, how many kids do you have? Oh man, (laughs) 
Just two, but I feel two, like I got two, a third of them. Yeah, two too many. Two too many. Yeah. No, I got I birthed two, but I, I have a herd. I got she's, a whole funny farm. She's been a kind of a surrogate mom. <laughs> kind of. Been, she's, I've always, actually, it goes back to even the Speedway days. I, I remember sitting in the stands as a little girl, and, and I look up to still to this day, Deanne Bast. She was awesome, Mike Bast's wife. Mm-hmm. Mike Bass was one of the <clears throat> best speed riders, American mm-hmm. speed riders ever. Oh. He's, he was one of our great teachers and still to the day is, is an icon in the sport. So his, his wife. She was awesome. Wife. She was the most patient person I've ever met in my entire life. And um, still to this day on Facebook, I see her posts and things like that. And I, I think, wow, what a really cool person to have met in my life. But going with that, they had three kids. Alan Christian had two kids. Gene Woods had Daylin. Like, there's just a slew of kids that I could throw out there that, not that I helped raise, but they were in my life. And I ended up fresh out of high school, 18 years old, a baby myself. I took on a full-time nanny job. So it's just been like, always a kid of some sort in my life around me and I started to get to the point where I was like I don't even want kids in my own like getting burned out you don't want to don't want kids in my life so I took a little break and went and got a full-time job that was good at 18 (laughs) exactly Exactly. that's the best birth control I swear it's putting an 18 year old with a full-time nanny job you're like nope can't put it in the closet and walk away you gotta really you know it's real but um I did that for a couple years and then I had Brad at 21. <laughs> it came back. It took, exactly. a, it came back. It took a long break. Yeah, 18 to 21. Phew, I made it. Um, but now yeah. when people get married before the time, they're like, man, that's too young. Right, exactly. Now I tell him he's 24, and I say, wait, 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 wait. Take your time. Enjoy life. Do everything that you can. So I got 24-year-old and 18-year-old that I birthed. So going back to your question, I have two. And then I have two stepkids that are living with us now, Ezra and Jersey. I think you had a bit of a podcast with Ezra in the last episode. I'm glad I wasn't there for that one. That one got a little bit explicit, though, so I'm not sure yeah. that we can, we can share that. Yeah, we're what gonna, happens gonna... in episode 13 stays in episode 13. No, that was episode 13.5. <laughs> okay, 13.5. Yeah, All right. that was a yeah. backdoor. Day. I'm good with that. Ezra's sitting here, too, but we don't want him to say anything because he knows too much already. <laughs> He's just <laughs> laughing, going, let's move on, let's not say anything. <laughs> no, he wants us to talk about it. <laughs> it was funny. It was really funny. It's good. It's good. Yeah. So, anyway, two kids of my own, um, and I probably have a lot to thank for a lot of people in Speedway who taught me a lot how to be a mom. So, oh, cool. lessons in life, goods and bad, highs and, highs and lows, do's and don'ts. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, she was like always <laughs> had a kid on my hip. Yeah, always. Um, and yeah, you know, there's always someone out there that's got the natural um, knack for kids or knowing what to say, what to do, and <laughs> you know, she's got. I know, and I know. No Greg, Greg mentioned in one of the podcasts too about um, me being the first one to have kids out of all three of us, and me being the youngest. I I was scared in the beginning. Now I can look back or look ahead whichever however you look at it and see greg and dave with their younger kids raising them and going through the things and i'm like yes i won mine are older i don't have to do that no more 
<laughs> Done that. Everything's like a race, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And it wasn't planned that way. I didn't plan it that way. But um, just that whole experience of when I when my kids were little and Greg would come home, you know, for the off season, Jenny come over to the house and, you know, they show up at the house at like nine o'clock going, okay, we're here to visit. And I'm like, no, 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 it's bedtime. Like, no, it's <laughs> Did bedtime. Did you say no? No, I never said no. no but she it, never said no. But the long way around was kind of like, okay, it's time to calm down. Like, let's come <clears throat> back. Then we look back and I was like, right, maybe we should have had our eyes open a little bit more back then. <laughs> well, and, now, and now you get someone that shows up at your door at, you know, eight thirty, nine o'clock. You're like, oh, damn, do we open the door or do we just like give them a minute or kids got to go to bed you got school tomorrow and like I said now mine are raised and I look at them and I'm like I'm showing up at your house at nine o'clock and sissy's bringing fika (laughs) 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 exactly (laughs) paybacks or just our conversations now are awesome because I just I mean just what was it yesterday we were at your house dropped in on you and some of the things that Greg says you know that the boys are going through and I'm like God, I love it. I I love it. I want to high five you because you mean you're like the feeling it. The seat? Any any <laughs> yeah. all of it. Yes, the just just the verbal that some of the things that comes out of the kids' mouths. I just I'm so happy because I was ahead on that one, <laughs> and I can look back and go, "You'll be all right. You'll yeah, survive." We only had like one son at that point, you know, and then <clears> then there was a daughter. So we yeah. had three three boys. I mean, now you got you got Ezra too, but he's he's pretty much grown. He would never really he would never do. Boys are easy. Oh, he's yeah. still looking up after himself. Yeah. No. <laughs> he, no, I don't see. I don't see. I'm sure that he's pretty good like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can even hear Jenny tell me now too. Like especially when we have guests over, it's like if you just see that the toilet seat is a little dirty, you just wipe it off. So <laughs> I love it. So I love it. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I just say, no, well, Stefan and Eleanor are standing there now. It's probably coming from Stefan. <laughs> is it a hint to leave the little wipey things on the side of the toilet? And you're like, no, no, these aren't wipeys to wipe. They're wipeys to clean. <laughs> Does Brad still use wipeys? Brad loves wipeys. And can I just say I converted Tony and that's Ezra. That's okay. We all use wipeys. Me too. I've converted every person that's best. walked into my house. When we went through that period, like I said, 2010-11, when I bought my house, that's my house cool. was like the open house for all the kids. Oh. <clears throat> and you know what wipeys are? No. They're wet wipes you know, the that wet, aren't for babies. You know when your kids, you know, when they're small and you have to oh. wipe your butt with a wet thing? Do you remember, did they're you, good for everything. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Did you hear that story? We were talking, telling Eleanor the story, and we got talking about wipeys. I don't know. Oh, we got to. You'll this. never go back. Brad, I'm telling you. Her son, Brad, he's 24 now. Uh-huh. And he won't go anywhere without him. No. Still does it really? I'm pretty sure. This he, is being recorded. That's okay. He'll be, he, he would say, Mommy, right. And Tony, Ezra, yeah. Mikey yeah. in my house when I had my house. Yeah, I remember and Mikey. Mikey put on the wipey box Mikey's wipes. Yeah, but Mikey He had his own wipes because he was like, Gotta have my wipes when I'm here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And this dude's tatted completely too, right? He's oh, awesome. And he would just walk the around best. the house with, you know, whoever's clothes were laying around or underwear or whatever, you know. Or not in clothes. I can't or even tell you some of the stories. He, he just had a wipey over it. <laughs> over his... Yeah. Unit. No, we, we had kids over one night, and Mikey somehow got into my attic in the hallway without anybody knowing, butt naked, oh. and <laughs> drops, and just comes, drops out, and he's just hanging there like this. With his hands to the left and the right hanging and everything else is hanging down. You're just going, 
oh, Mikey, put it away. <laughs> just hanging out the attic, the top of the ceiling, just hanging there with no clothes on. Oh, dear. What's New Year's Eve? Dong. Exactly. Swinging to the left. He should have been Swedish. Yeah. <laughs> I can go back into episode 13.5. Yeah, we'll go back. That's a constant later. edit. <laughs> But you, you were uh, a nanny babysitting. And what, yeah. what, what do you do more? What was your profession or what have you done? Well, your background. What you had a background. Yeah. Okay, so I nannied for probably five years off and on um, from 18 to 20 and then had Brad. And because I was wanting to stay at home, but I was also working for a shipping company mm-hmm. and we did cargo shipping. Brad went to work with me. I had my own office. The boss loved me, and he was all about it. Don't want to lose you as an employee, so we're going to make you a nursery in your office. So I went and did that, but I was more... That you make it out of, like, a shipping crate or something? Absolutely. For sure. He was cargo. (laughs) (laughs) So you could ship him off anytime. Yeah. And um, so he allowed me to bring Brad to work, and um, I did office work and kind of organized shipping. Um, And then... That led me to, here comes the Speedway intro, (laughs) Um, Bruce Benhall phoned me up and said, we're looking for someone for our office. Joan, who was working there at the time, was very sick from cancer, and they were losing her quickly. And so they wanted me to come in and run the office, which I did that for several years. And this was... Bruce Penhall when he had his sunglass, know, sunglass company. Penhall Optical, company. Okay. yeah. Penhall Optical Windshades. And they had a, he had a sunglass company for, I don't remember how many years it was exactly. but It wasn't too long. I'm going to say probably like five years because I think I was there for two and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and it went by so fast. Um, started working there. And then, yeah, it was probably about two and a half years because I had Emily when I was working there. And that's a whole other story. I was like Bruce's best friend for six months, and then they decided to shut it down. It was a lot of competition, a lot of. That's, that's a rough it was market. a yeah, a very expensive eyewear, you know, imported from Italy and stuff. So it it was hard. It was really hard, but um, great experience for me, and had a lot of fun. And again, another opportunity to have my kid at work with me. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, when they shut down the business. Bruce and his business partner, Steve, were bummed, not only because they were shutting the doors, but because they felt they had rights to my daughter because she was at work every day. Like, seriously, I had Emily, and I went back to work, I think, within a week and a half. And before I could even get the car in park, and I'm at the office, he's getting her out of the car seat. Like, he couldn't wait to get her. And wow. Steve would take Emily to lunch with them, you know, and she's little teeny tiny. So when the business shut down, Steve said, he goes, you know, I have rights. It's my baby, too. <laughs> so, I mean, it was really, it's, it's just a great knit of people that Speedway has brought into my life. Um, she should have called him to take her to urgent care today. I, yeah. That would have been a good thing. Yeah. He would have been the perfect guy to yeah. help her feel better. And he always, he would call her... Bruce and Steve would call her baby, but the way he said it, baby. So for her to be great. sitting there to hear she that yelling down the good. hallway, she would have been like, my ears hurt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or, or I feel, actually, I feel pretty good. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Cool. Yep. So then um, when they shut down, Bruce 
had me go over and talk to his brother-in-law, Mark Cherry, mm-hmm. who also <clears throat> also raced Speedway for many years back in the yeah, Gene Woods, from our childhood times uh, too, yeah. Sunny Nutter, all of those days. Yeah, but um, I went in and started working for Mark at a powder coater. Uh-huh. Again, bookkeeping. This is all bookkeeping. I didn't go to school for it. I didn't have any background for it. It was just knowing how to balance a checkbook and answer the phone, basically. <laughs> <clears throat> and then... Um, I don't have a lot of experience, but I'd be happy to take a look at it for you. Correct. Do you want me to take Come care on. of your checkbook for you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. It's like me being a doctor. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So I worked for Mark for several years, like seven years. And then... That was a long time. Yeah. I was with Mark for seven years. And that was a Mark and Brian show. Yes. Brian Dague, Mark Cherry. And then, here comes Bruce again. Calling me in. Sorry. Calling me in to go to work for... And this Mark's... If he hears this, he'll be like, Ah, so that's who stole you from me. Mm. So Bruce came back and said... Knowing... Right? Exactly. Knowing that I was living in Corona, but I was commuting to Orange County, he said, I've got this guy out in Lake Elsinore that is looking for someone to help run his office. Mm-hmm. I juggled both jobs for a year and a half. And went to school full-time. I was trying to get my bachelor's degree to become a teacher. Wow. Raising two kids. They were little at that time. So I did it all, and I made it happen. And then one day... I wasn't here to wash your car for her, though. No. <laughs> That's the... Or do her homework. So I did, I did four days a week um, for Chris Haynes. That's who I work for now. And I'll get into what I do there. Four days a week for Chris... One day a week, every Friday, I would commute to Orange County, and one Friday um, would be payroll. The next Friday would be pay bills. The next Friday would be payroll. The next Friday would be pay bills. Oh. So I did that for a year and a half solid. And then... And Chris Haynes' company out, out in Lake Elsinore, the Baja Tours. Yeah, and that's what I was going to get oh, to. Right. So Got Chris it. says... After that's going on, Chris is like, okay, we, we want you full-time. So it's all or nothing, one mm. or the other. What are you going to do here? And what was really cool at the time was I worked nine to three at both jobs, either or, around my kids' schedule. And that was always my thing. I always told whoever I went to work with, my kids are first and foremost. I work around their schedule, their life. You come in wherever else. So Chris says, I want you full-time. Full-time meaning 40 hours a week. And I'm like hyperventilated. But my kids, what are you doing with my kids? And I mean, they're, they're sixth grade and high school now, you know, at this point. So really they're fine. But for me, it was like culture shock. Like I got to grow up and I got to work 40 hours, even though, like I said, I'm still a mom and I'm working 80 hours in a day, you know, and there's only 24. So, um, I went, I took Chris's offer up 40 hours a week, 10 years later, I'm still there. Yeah, just I've same been there company. for 10 years, yeah. And we do motorcycle tours in Baja. That's and when awesome. I started there, I started just balancing their checkbooks and answering their phones. <sighs> and now I wear many hats. <laughs> yeah. 
she takes so, everybody on the tours and rides the bikes now. Right, right. Oh. I change the oils. I do dumb up moose tubes. I do. No, I'm kidding. I do. I do a lot. You do. I do a lot. Yeah. Um, basically, the, the owners don't have to come in too often. Um, we have not only taken on just the motorcycle tours, but we have a contract with the military, the Navy SEALs, where we take the SEALs out and train them, um, prepare them for going overseas to battle. But it's not for that purpose. It's three vehicles that we train them in. We started out with just motorcycles, Mm -hmm. teaching them how to ride and the mechanics, which then moved up to ATVs, which then moved up to the side-by-sides, Kawasaki Terex, Rhinos, Polaris, those kinds of things. Now it's the side-by-sides, the Toyota Tacomas, or the Highlanders, which they primarily use overseas, and then the Humvees. Wow. It's a 10-day training that they go out and learn how to drive each vehicle and the mechanics of them, because you'd be really surprised to know how many of our SEALs fresh into the military have no idea how to drive a stick. Oh. Let alone... None of our schools these days have auto shop to teach you how to change a plug, change your oil, check your tire pressure, any of those things, nothing. So when you really think about it, it's a really cool thing that we are able to do to train these guys. Give up, I mean, it's basics, but at the same time, it's really intricate when they've got to go over there. They've got to live off of these machines. What are you going to do when you're out in the middle of nowhere? And you don't know how to do any of that stuff. And is all this common knowledge and broadcasted? <clears throat> yeah. As far as people, people know. Yeah, we have a website. Yeah, we have okay. a website, chrishanesoffroad.com, that has pretty much tells you about what we do. And then chrishanes.com is our Baja Tours that, like I said, we started out doing that and it escalated to more. And we also do Baja Race. Uh, programs um, for a while we did like a Vegas tour on motorcycles wow. so it's a full turnkey program clients and call the in the Baja tour thing is pretty rad right so you can like if you've got a big company and you just decide you I want to go race anyone. Baja the Baja 1000 which is a big we'll take you solo we'll take you as a group we'll put you with someone else five minimum riders you can design your own tour it's a turnkey deal. You show up in San Diego with a gear bag or without a gear bag. All I personally go and pack the gear bags. That's the hat that I switched over. <laughs> hold on. Let me put the phone on phone call on hold, and I go and pack a gear bag. Um, and then meet us in San Diego with or without a gear bag. We'll make sure you've got one. Take you over to Ensenada. Check into the hotel that night. Have dinner. Hang out. Check out little sites of Baja. And then you start writing. We have three different packages. It's a four-day tour, a five-day tour, and a seven-day tour. We take care of everything. It's the rental of the bike, your meals, your hotel, your chase crew, everything. You just show up and ride. We wipe down your goggles. We fuel your bike. Everything is taken care of. Full professional outfit. Like, you just, you just, obviously, it's, it's it's a costly thing, but it's, a lot of people want to do it. And if they wanted to do it on your own, it would cost you. (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, it's one thing even just to go on a weekend adventure with your family, but to be able to go on your own and be able to have all of that taken care of and you don't have to worry about anything. That's the biggest thing. When you go into 
you know, Baja. And not that it's a bad place because I think the media really portrays Baja outside of the normal and as scary and dangerous. And don't get me wrong, you can go to South Central LA and you can find danger. And you can find danger in Baja, but you don't mess with the people that don't want to be messed with. You don't go out at night when you know you shouldn't. You don't go and, you know, do the things that you know you're not supposed to do. It's a beautiful place. Um, We did... I've been doing this for 10 years, and I've been to Baja one time. So I think I can sell ice to Eskimos at this point. If I can sell tours all day long, and I've only been there one time. You've sold me on it already. Yeah, no. The food is fabulous. The sand is white. (laughs) (laughs) But how much experience do you need to have before you go to the... This is the fun part. Um... We have all calibers of riders, and I just led a tour in um, on Sunday yesterday, and they were all pretty decent riders. I also have a tour out right now that's going to Cabo, and I have three guys out of seven that have never ridden a motorcycle except for three days of classes before they came. Wow, dang. So it should be really interesting to get the feedback from not only them, but also my crew when they come back. So we really like you to have, the more experience you have, the better you enjoy yourself. It's just like driving a car. If you're, you know you're going to go on a long road trip and you have to drive, the more experience you have behind the wheel, the more you're going to get yeah. a little relaxed, fun environment. You know, But um, I mean, like I said, we'll take them... Especially on a private group, that's the best part when you have the newbies. Trying to arrange a group of people when you've got two people that don't know how to ride and you've got a group of seven that do, mm-hmm. that would be rough. you really get an earful from these clients when they get done. Why did you put me with them and why did you... It's hard. It's really hard and to mix. Sides, right? yeah, yeah, for sure. They'll, yeah, they'll get frustrated. It's, I mean, we've had them as young as nine years old what? on the tours. A little kid, nine years old, came and did a four-day tour. Two years, two years later, he came back and did the Cabo ride. So it's 400 miles versus 1,200 miles from the wow. four-day to the seven-day. And he did it. And he's... What did he ride? He rode... The first year, he came and rode an 80, XR80. The second year, he came back, and we put him on an XR100, but with the 80 wheels. Oh, right. So it made it a little bit smaller suspension-wise. Mm-hmm. So... Make it go a little faster. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But we have a full fleet. We have a full fleet of bikes to choose from, from the little bikes all the way up to the XR650. I feel like I'm doing a sales pitch right now on the phone. You're telling me. 450X, that's the electric start model. That's the most requested and recommended bike in the Cadillac of Baja. Right. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, and we've got a guy on the trip right now, like I said, with three guys with no experience and there's a guy that's 70 years old and he's got 50 years experience it's so cool so it's it's really cool i mean i it's the craziest thing when people ask me what do you do um i work in the office it's easier to say that than say i sell motorcycle tours to baja and they're like you what do you ride motorcycles yourself i used to i used to i haven't been on a bike since she had a mean three-wheeler when we were growing up Oh, yeah, you don't see blue ATVs, and I had CC. one. I was cool. I was wow. the cool kid on the block. Yeah. Seventy cc. Yeah. Seventy. Yeah, 
It was fast. It was not I did real big wheels. <laughs> See, you, you haven't been to the tour to Baja, Baja yourself? Um, we went, no, I didn't, I've never ridden, no. I quit riding back in, gosh, Emily was about six years old. We went out camping, and my son and I, Brad and I, were playing around on 110s. And I was doing pretty good keeping up. We were on a little, like, oval track, and I got in over my head and kind of hurt my knee a little bit, so I hung it up. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, actually, if you ask Brad the story, he'll, he'll be like, no, she was doing good. She was keeping up. And then just, you just get too into it. And Did you have to use your wipes after? No. Are I you, did get carried away, though. Are you going to, to the tour? Um. Do you want to, do you want to ride for yourself? No, I don't want to ride. We, we went, Tony and I went and um, chased with a Baja 500 race team. 2014, right? When we first moved in here. 2014. And that was the first time I ever went to Baja. I used the excuse for as long as I could that I can't go because my kids need me at home and I can't leave and I got to stay and I can't leave and I don't want to leave. And I I just didn't want to go. I wasn't, I just wasn't in the frame of mind. And, but I finally, we finally went in 2014 and chased. We had three different teams that year. And so I literally got 500 miles of Baja in 12 hours. Wow. Because it was during the Baja 500 race. So Tony and I were in the van with one of our crew guys, Oscar. Have you done it before? No. I haven't before then, no. No, okay. Brad did it. Brad and his dad, Brian, did it the first year I started working there because I wanted them to go and experience it to give me a little bit more feedback to help me selling, you know, the tours. And Brad was hooked. He's like, Mom, it's the best thing I've ever done in my entire wow. my entire life. Like, wow. the best thing. So, to like- say that I've been on a tour, and I could tell you what hotels we stay at and what the atmosphere is like, I couldn't. But I can sell a tour yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that, yeah, you, you know? You but for room. what we saw, Oscar took us. We were in a van. And I don't want to go too into deep. Chris might fire me after this conversation. <laughs> but we were in a van and we saw a lot, exactly, a lot of Baja that a van shouldn't see. <laughs> and we went into places that were just like, hold on for dear life. And I, all I could think of was holding on going, and we have to go back out the same way we came in. <laughs> you, know, you know Chris has done that once or twice. Oh, or for sure. Chris is... Um, Chris's company, this is our 32nd year of Chris's tours. Wow. And I've been there 10 years of that. And um, it's a really cool deal that he... I remember when I worked for Bruce at the Sunglass Company, Chris would come in to get goggles or glasses or, you know, things like that for his company, for his tours. Ah. And, but it never... I mean, I... Oh, that's Chris Haynes. I... I I don't, I'm like, I'm not that celebrity. He has a a background Um, from Hobna too, right? From back in the HRC. Yeah. He's got all kinds of um, mechanics awards and, um, 15, God, I should know this, Baja (laughs) 1000 wins, um, numerous other, um, like I said, I should know all this and he's going to be like, Carrie, you need to do your homework. Yeah. But you know what? You're, you're doing a pretty good job. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm not selling based on his wins. I'm selling on what I know what to do, but um, he's so prevalent in Baja. Like, people know him 
He's got a big name. Yeah. We've, um, like I said, every year we do the Baja Race Series, and we finally just won the overall Baja 1000 Series. Wow. So we get the 1X this year. We've, we've run, which is so ironic, the 45X bike. Course. That's <laughs> our race bike. But you know what? It started out when Ryan Penhall raced with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of kept, we went to a 4X for a little while, and then we went back to the 45X just because it was really, you know, close to my heart. And I thought we really should keep the 45X. So we did, and we won on the 45X this year. So wow. I think there's a really good tie to that. That's yeah. the real 45X. The, the real 45X. <laughs> I got. I yeah. No, we're we're going to. And I actually, um, I sent down a couple grin hats. We need photos of this. Yeah, we We should chase this tour. You should. Me and you. Oh my god, you guys would have a blast. Seriously. Wow, should do the beach cruisers. (laughs) Beach cruisers. (laughs) Electric ones. Quads. Yes. Oh my god, that would be hilarious. That I want a drone version of that. (laughs) <laughs> we'll be like dumb and dumber oh my god that would be so cool yep we just put the GoPro on there <laughs> just roll with it we didn't make right? this mic on yeah <laughs> so that's that's kind of in a nutshell my life but I did I finished college I got my bachelor's degree in human services which I was ultimately looking to do my teaching credentials <clears throat> and when I finished my college I literally started when I was 35 started college full-time went four years I didn't stop I didn't take a break I just head down went in did it got it done and the year that I'm finishing is when they're handing out what they call the pink slips in the schools where it's budget cuts and like they're demoting the principals to the classrooms it was just a huge heavy hit really kind of kick in the gut for me to be like oh I was all gung-ho and a lot of things changed in my personal life at the time too that there's no way that I could have gone and done student teaching you know call in work and go I gotta go substitute today for lesser pay you know when I was trying to keep my house and keep my kids and so I had to push that to the side and it's a passion for me to help and be in with kids like I could so see myself doing that that's just even though I get so burned out and so gray-haired and frustrated I'm all about helping the kids and getting them through and teaching and I could be a counselor I could there's a lot that I could go into but it just didn't work that way it's like you you would help anyone who asks you for help yeah I don't know how to say no truly and I'm not trying to put myself on a pedestal yeah not you know I don't try to put myself on a pedestal but I have a very hard time saying no I dive good and bad head first yeah she'll you know and she probably does a lot more for a lot of other people than she does for herself yeah Mm. I'm pretty sure of that right Mm -hmm. Tony oh that's for sure (laughs) so there's uh, she's she's the first one to to be there with the shovel and the the rubber she's always got her hand up she's right there yeah what can I do yeah what do you need I just got that from Tony this afternoon. He's like, you know, there's a few things that you could probably cut out of your stress level if you just said no. Yeah. We didn't have that talk today. Sometimes I need to, yeah. Sometimes I need to turn the mic over to him. Here, you answer. (laughs) No. Yeah. We're busy. Good luck with that, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good luck with that. (laughs) Wow. That's cool. Have you ridden a speeder bike? 
I don't know. Maybe this should be a cliffhanger. I, I heard you say that, and you're like, you know what? Actually, I really don't know if she ever did. I really couldn't no, tell yeah, you. I that that could be Dad and I's. That could be Dad and I's little secret for life. Yeah. Oh, never. Really? So maybe she has written. Well, now, now we know. <laughs> I never threw my leg over a speeder bike. Never, ever. never, never. No. But I could talk the talk. Oh, yeah, she can sell your Baja yeah. tour, and she can teach you how to ride a speeder bike. I'm telling you, there's a lot yeah. of. Trust me, you. Well, I remember having no. That's right. <laughs> exactly. No. You never wanted to go on. No, I didn't. I, but I've sat in the garage for well, so she's many been hours. Many times. <laughs> oh yeah, big time. <laughs> Still do sometimes mentally get sideways. Um, <laughs> many hours in the garage. Many hours watching circles. Hmm. And I, I'm not trying to again say that I'm good but I like I said I could I can talk the talk Wilbur I love talking to Wilbur especially now after the races or when he comes in after a race he'll go sissy did you see me this or that or and I'm like hey check it out you know turn one and two there's that rut right there and it's calling your name if you keep letting it you know and he kind of like you see him like she saw that <laughs> you know or buddy you got too much gearing on there that thing's you're you're not winging it you're not you know and he just he trips out like how does she know that talk <laughs> and she knows what she's talking about or you know stuff like that I know I remember having conversations with so Burmeister not just grandpa that knows what yeah <laughs> and I, you guys think that I just sat there out and I'm like my brain is a sponge just like you said the other day Wilbur's brain is such a sponge I was that mm, I sat and listened I didn't miss a beat soaked it all up did that is cool I did are your kids sponges too in their own way they hear what they want <laughs> sponges that is, that is like sucking spon- it in suck, yeah, okay. yeah. sucking it in yeah um, retaining it yeah for sure I mean, I could, I could, I was Brad's mechanic for a while, you know, oh. mm-hmm. he would get hurt or something would happen. I'd back out the clutch, you know, so the clutch plates weren't stuck together, loaded up in the, you know, I mean, yeah, there's. Did you pack his gear bag? Many times. For wipes in it? Never did the wipes for some way. <laughs> I can't leave the wipey thing around. No. Just no. like, it just keeps going. Just no. <laughs> Cut up the oranges, get the ice chest ready. Gear bag was always clean. You know, all of that, yeah. You got to help him. Mm-hmm. She's got the the relationship <laughs> with all the kids too. Like she's she becomes their friend at the same time. So they mm-hmm. they don't. She's not just mom. She's also the friend. So they share a lot of information. Oh, yeah. And uh, which is uh, it's probably good, but there's maybe it comes to a point where like she probably goes, okay, that's a little bit too much information. Yeah, that's, that's enough. Yeah, and, that's enough. But you can stop right there. Yeah. But mom. Yeah. Right. Exactly. No. No. What do you do for yourself then? What do you? What? <laughs> <laughs> I have to look around the room. What do I do for myself? You know, that's that's hard because I've had people ask me too, what are your hobbies? I'm like, hmm, my kids. Uh my kids. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean I can it set, can I say What do I do for myself? That was the question. Nothing. You do nothing for yourself. Hardly ever. Yeah. It's usually for everybody else. And that's what she's doing for herself? Yes. 
Yeah, I, I mean, that's probably at the end of the day, the biggest thing for me is to feel accomplished as in, did I get everyone else handled? I don't, I really don't stop and think about myself. I don't, I don't, I haven't. It's just not what I do, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Think you ever will? Yes. Maybe. Here's the perfect example. Tony and Sarah got me a gift certificate for my 40th birthday. That was two years ago. <laughs> Not really, but... She, she yeah, got yeah. it. Either that or they were really, really late with the yeah, 40th really birthday. Really no, it was that <laughs> night they got me a gift certificate. A nice, hefty gift certificate to go to the spa. It's still in my car. <laughs> still in your car. I can use it if you want. Six years oh, ago. Uh, I've been trying to get one for me. That way we can both go now. Is it still valid? Yes. Yeah. Oh, is it really? Oh, yeah. You can just give it to Stephanie. He just turned 40. You got time? You're, you're working on like 30 hours now. Yeah, but... He's having, <laughs> he's having a real hard time with the 40 thing, too, so we have to keep reminding him that yeah. it's okay. Yeah. It's 40. okay, yeah. It'll yeah. be all right. You'll, you'll survive. But it could. Everything still works normal when you're 42, right? It does, yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> Again, <solid>. episode 13.5. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so if you have this certificate and you can show whoever you, lo- you want mm-hmm. in the world... Who would you bring to the spot? In 45 seconds, choose anybody in the world that okay. you could take to the spa with you. Now you put it on the spot. Take to the and spa why? with me. And why? The Jeopardy theme song. And it has to be for yourself. Why do you need... For myself. You know, why, why, why do you want this person? Um... I, God, that's really hard because the selfishness in me right this second wants peace and quiet and to be left alone, and I'd so be okay with going by myself. That is for yourself. Okay. That so that's, who I, wanted, I, that's who I want to take is me. She answered both your questions. Yeah. Quick thing like that. Yeah, no, I thought long and hard about it for mock 10 seconds, and I thought, no, I just want to take me because I, I think back when life was a little bit simpler for me, the days of... Going to the beach. That's the best place to be for me. Music in my ears or next to me in the waves. And it just, it's, I miss that tremendously. Hmm. And my brother's sitting on me, poking me in the chest. <laughs> right. <laughs> but when, when uh, does the, the card expire then? When does it expire? It doesn't expire. When she uses it. it ex- oh, it doesn't expire? No. No, I can go whenever I finally make That's the time to go. <laughs> no, it's when I make the time to go is when it expires. So 2018 will be the year when you go to spa for yourself. Okay. Make it a date. Is that a date, Tony? What? He's 2018 is the expiration date on that thing? Yeah, we're going. Okay. Mm-hmm. Done, done, like that. We're going, yeah, I heard. I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going too? <laughs> no, no, no. She wanted to go for herself. I thought you said we're going. You're looking at it going, we're going, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, we were on sure. the same page because this was a spa day for me. And Tony goes, yeah, we're going. And Stefan and I are like, oh, I thought you oh, said we were going to Baja because I thought we were going to Baja. <laughs> no, spa day, not Baja. Spa, not Baja. Well, maybe Tony and I could be the chase table. Okay. 
<laughs> I was thinking we could break out the Baja and. Oh no, we for sure we need to do that. We need to get we need to set that up for sure. We need a family Baja ride. Sorry to some of the people that are going to hear this. It it will be an invitational. <laughs> <laughs> I can see my car. Nice. Oh out. my god! Yeah. yeah. No, it'd be really cool. I might have to call Monster Joe and see if he'd be up for this because he knows Baja pretty good too. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. No, that would be really cool. Well, sissy, we can go on and on and on. Time that's, out. That's I have a spin. I know you guys want to. You guys want to wrap this up, but it's my turn to put a spin on this. She, is she okay. a cool? Yeah, yes, yeah, she is. So, right. it's the questions. What is it? The forty-five seconds. Oh, yeah, the questions? My turn to ask you. Oh, right. Oh, so she's, she's trying to steal your show. High five! <laughs> you know, what's funny is I was sitting in the emergency room tonight or the urgent care with Emily, and I'm thinking, oh, man, this podcast is going to come. I got to really throw these guys off. And I so wanted to call you and say, is it okay if I do this? I'm like, no, my mic's on. My turn. <laughs> oh, look, we're out of time. <laughs> <laughs> Just turn the cap backwards and go for it. Okay, and I listed out a bunch of them, so I don't know if I'm going to get in in there. I don't know if you're doing the timer or if you really don't care. I'll really, ask them. I really don't care. No. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> because there's there, it's so random. There's so many different ones, and, and some of them you're going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe you asked but He has to, to try I to answer them quite quick then. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. I actually care, so I want the 45 seconds. I don't know. So, so we, you we just put the, the timer answers. away. The first thing you think of. Because some of these you're going to go, oh, my God, she's taking a stroll down memory lane. Oh, man. <laughs> you ready? No. Okay. High school versus elementary. Elementary. Chevy Love versus GMC Sierra. Chevy Love. It's all about love. <laughs> what color? Black. Actually, dark pearl blue. Okay. Upright versus lay down. Lay down. I got good questions, huh? Uh huh. Juniors versus big bikes. Juniors. Balboa bar versus frozen banana. Balboa bar. There's no rhyme or reason. This is even better. If you could go back to a house you grew up in, which one? Balboa. Okay. Ugg boots versus Crocs. Close right there. Kevlar versus leather. Kevlar. But preference is Kevlar, safety, leather. Right. That's kind of what I figured. That was was really an easy question, but it's more you could take it comfort or you could take it safety. Yeah, you know, diplomatic. I was trying. Individual world championship or GP style? GP. Favorite time of day? 13.5 episode? Morning? I think mornings. Mornings. Yeah. <laughs> Did that pick it up? Yeah. <laughs> I guess mornings. <laughs> <laughs> I went there. And I throw some banana. <laughs> In the morning? Yeah. Who's your favorite sibling? I have two. He did it. Dang it. Red Hot Chili Peppers versus Social D. Social D. Okay. Was was there anything comparable to Social D, or are they always going to be that high? Oh, it's different, though. It's different, though. It's like, that's just, that's a period in life. 
it was a good time. But that was also high school. Mm-hmm. But it was just a group of friends that I'm still friends with today. So with, I'm not done yet, but with the intro song, Rapper Country. <laughs> <laughs> I would like a little country rap, but that's big. <laughs> that's big. I've seen that. That's good. That's good. Mexican or sushi? Mexican. Bicycle or motorcycle? Motorcycle. Camping at the beach or a bonfire in the mountains? Camping at the beach. Snow ski or jet ski? Jet ski. It's too cold in the snow. Favorite color? Blue. Jean jacket versus jean shorts? <laughs> oh, Jenny would love this. <laughs> That's why I had to throw uh, uh, some shoo, curveballs. <laughs> yeah, that was a curveball. <laughs> I don't know where she's going with this. I'm thinking of the 80s. Neither. <laughs> <laughs> you have some photos? Good answer. elementary school. I have a jean jacket. I don't know if I have any jean short pictures of him. I would have rolled him up. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking corduroy versus something, but I couldn't think of it. Dolphin yeah, shorts. Yeah, corduroys are all right. So like, corduroy versus dolphin. What do you prefer? <laughs> I would have went with bell bottom. Neither. <laughs> um, one friend that you remember or haven't seen in a while and would love to have a conversation with, preferably like growing up, elementary, junior high. Oh. Okay, you threw a lot of things in there. I know, but like, there's always the high school guys. The typical that we go back to is the yeah. Andy Johnsons, you know. But I'm going back further than that. Waterbed popping days. Any <laughs> oh, of those guys? Yeah. yeah right. I mean, could you just wonder, like, what are they doing with their lives now? Jaeger, Heiner. Oh man, yeah, you some of those guys wow. like that's a gnarly memory you got there. I know. Yeah, because like, I was gonna tell the waterbed story, but we didn't get to that. Right, or like John Eastwood or something. Yeah, well, that was my next question. One neighborhood from Gage, one neighborhood kid from Gage. Has to be John. That was Eastwood. my last question. You know, sadly, he's no he's longer gone. with us. Yes. Oh. Dad told me. How did Dad know that? He was one of Dad's students. That's Say where no he more. Went. We're gonna leave it right there. Thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> God rest his soul. He was a cool dude. He made it to Glen Helen Rehab. Yeah. Prison. <laughs> Dad right. saw the now rest of Johnny the, Eastwood. Now we know who the real sissy is. Yeah. That's right. Gave you some good info. You going to the spa? Stay tuned. She's going to the spa. Dun dun dun. She's going to the spa and Tony's taking the white bees. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you, Sissy. Thanks, Tony. Thank you. Ezra. Mm-hmm. It's been a really, really fun time going Love down it. your memory lane. Hearing a, a little bit more about Sissy instead yeah. of or Carrie, actually, a.k.a. Carrie Hancock. She's not just Sissy, but she's still, she'll always be Sissy, always be sissy to me. So. Mic drop. You drop the <laughs> mic. Be careful when you drop the mic. And right. <laughs> Anything can happen. Thanks for Especially. letting me do this. I'm stoked. It was really cool. A lot of fun. No problem. Make sure you, uh, you're always kind to Bam. You don't even know who Bam is. I don't, but I'll take your advice. Bam. Yeah. You can always pet the Bam. Oh, Bam. Bam. Hey, Bam. Big-ass mic. <laughs> That's big-ass mic. Big-ass mic. All right. Not hard-ass hard mic. That's big-ass big <laughs> mic. Okay. All right. Bam. That's <laughs> Bam. <laughs>
<laughs> you got Bam in your hand. Bam. <laughs> Mike Lord. Just Name like dropping. That. Yeah, that's right. Just like that. <laughs> I'm going to say thanks for listening. Sissy, love you, as always. Yes. And I'm going to say Stefan. Be sure to follow us, like us, or just listen to iTunes, Acast, Podbean. <laughs> iTunes and Acast, right? Yeah. You started on iTunes. Did you just make up your own? iTunes. iTunes. Yeah. We're we're even on iTunes. Yeah. We got our own tunes. It's our tunes. (laughs) Yeah. Put on a song now. (laughs) That's right. Thanks everybody. Remember, like us, rate us, and uh, give us a review or whatever you can. Share it. And uh, that's right. Share it too. So uh, at Real Forty Five Broadcast Podcast. Yeah, I'm screwed. How, How much I think. Maybe it's, something else. It's what was 20 in to 1 in the night. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. What was in that cinnamon roll? <laughs> I don't know. It was the, the, the frosting thing. All right. Anyway, it was at the Real 45 Podcast. True. Podbean. And uh, bye. Welcome to Real 45 with Stefan and Greg Hancock. We vibe out and have real talk, so tune in and check this out, yeah. Today is a new day, let's seize it now and get hyped. We talking about our careers, our family, and just life, yeah. Share my story with you, inspiration like every day. Real 45, we gon' keep it live, I keep episodes on replay, Hey, Real 45, yeah, Real 45, show them how we do it, man, yeah.